Welcome to the Edutainer Podcast. My name is Erin Albert. In this podcast, we explore the intersection between education and entertainment. Stay tuned for another episode coming up next. Hey, everybody, Erin Albert. Today is Monday, June 21st, 2021. That's a lot of 21s there. Anyway, I apologize, didn't get to the podcast on Friday as I normally do because I was in the middle of another training opportunity, but this time it was live. And I feel like I should say that with some gravitas because it was my first live training symposia session face-to-face post-COVID lockdowns. Now, I know, of course, we're not out of COVID yet, but you get what I'm saying. It's been over a year since I've been live in any type of venue with other people for learning, which I was excited about. And I was at the Indianapolis Bar Association Bar Leadership Series. I'm part of class 18. They've had this 18 different times, so part of class 18. This is a really cool program, and on today's show, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that program because a lot of pharmacist friends have asked me about it. It's kind of getting me a little bit out of my comfort zone because I think of myself as a pharmacist who happened to go to law school, not as a lawyer who was also a pharmacist in most instances. So this was pure law <laughs> that I participated in in the last week, coupled with the fact that it was exciting to be back with other human beings learning together. I thought it was a really great kickoff retreat for our year-long program. So today, I'm talking about leadership series and a year-long program with the Indianapolis Bar Association. So if law isn't your jam, that's okay. I think you'll still take away some good things from today's discussion. I'm going to share the top five things that I either learned about myself or really enjoyed as part of the bar leadership kickoff retreat for this year-long leadership series in law. So with that, I want to start with, first and foremost, a thank you to all the folks at IndyBar who put this series together. I know from personal experience that year-long leadership programs, any kind of programming, is not always easy to do and do well, but this kickoff retreat was really awesome. Learned a lot. Our faculty member as our mentor leader of this particular year's program is kind of twofold. The first one is Justice Frank Sullivan. And Justice Sullivan served for a long time in Indiana in the judiciary and then moved over to the law school upon his quote unquote retirement because I don't think he's really retired after hearing all the things that he's doing. So really excited to hear from him. And in the retreat, on the second day of the retreat, we had kind of a judicial or judiciary tutorial, if you will, with three different panels of judges here in Indiana, which was really eye-opening because that's not an area that I hang around a lot in. The other leader is our president of the Indy Bar Association this year. His name is Jimmy McMillan. And Mr. McMillan is currently serving as general counsel at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So he was uh, part of our 
extravaganza of learning and leadership in law this week as well. So thanks to both of them. Our classmates, there's about 20 or so of us together. And what I really loved, and it's one of my top five things that I really loved about the retreat, and I think what I'll love about the whole series as we go through the year, is the diversity of backgrounds in law of the class. So I don't know if Justice Sullivan and or Jimmy and or the organizers at Indie Bar were very careful about who they picked to be in the room, but whoever did it waved a good magic wand because there is extreme diversity in the group, which I really appreciate. Now, I come from the very nerdy little world of pharmacy law, but there's others in the room that worked in various areas inside of quote-unquote traditional law and outside as well, like me. We had nonprofit leaders. We had uh, solo practitioners in law. We had lawyers who work in bigger firms. We had people in the prosecutor's office and work for the state in various capacities. So it was a really great mix, and I look forward to learning more from everyone that's in the class as well. And in fact, you know, one of our ice-breaking exercises, which I've done several times before, but it seemed like it was a little more fun this time because we had a little more time dedicated to it, is uh, Bar Leader Bingo where they, we all each, as a class, provided a couple of fun facts, and then the leaders at Indie Bar put together a bingo card of all of our kind of strange little quirky things about ourselves, and we had to go around the room. We had 50 minutes spread out and kind of contact and connect with one another to figure out who was what on the bingo card. I always like that as an ice-breaking networking technique. It was a lot of fun to figure out who in our class was doing what or did what. And we had some crazy things on the card. I'll leave it at that. But Bar Leader Bingo, it was a a winner for, I think, all of our class to learn a little bit of unusual, non-legal things about each other throughout the experience for the leadership retreat. We were also asked what we wanted to get out of the program or why we were going through the program, which I thought was a very interesting question to the point where we had facilitator who did a phenomenal job as well and asked us, you know, to spend a little bit of time at our tables. They broke us out into smaller groups as to what it is that we wanted to get out of the program during the year. One of the things that... I personally want to get out of the class and the experience is how or if leadership has changed both inside law and outside law post-COVID. So we've had a lot of discussions, I know, on social media and in the press about bad leadership examples during COVID. I think we can all think of a few names very quickly (laughs) about bad leadership that happened during the pandemic. But what I want to know is how has leadership changed for the better post-pandemic? So let me give you one example. I think a 21st century post-pandemic leader these days has to have a lot more empathy than the 20th century leader. Now, what do I mean by that? I think it's really important for an individual leader to get down to the weeds, talk to their direct reports, and everybody at the organization for that matter, and lead with empathy, vulnerability, 
being okay with not knowing everything and not having all of the answers. And when you think of a 20th century leader, it was very top down. It was very uh, decisive, I think, in some ways, not always in a positive way, but it seemed or it appeared to be very top down leadership, almost militant in a lot of ways. But I don't think successful leadership post-pandemic can be that top-down. So those are the things that I'm trying to suss out through other leaders. In this case, it happens to be in law, but in other leaders kind of overall, as we move forward into, you know, I know this has been beaten to death, but the quote-unquote new normal, whatever that may be. So that was one thing that I really wanted to get out of the experience. I'm excited to learn more about it. Throughout the leadership experience, too, they gave us, and you know how much I love a good personality test, they gave us a new personality test to me that I had never used or taken before. It's called the Team Dimensions Profile. It's published by Wiley, and it segregates your leadership style inside of a team and they really wanted us to think about our styles when we volunteer so it's not necessarily at the day job not necessarily getting remuneration out of it but your voluntary self if you will and you had to rank attributes one to four in several different questions to come up with your score in four different domains What I learned about myself wasn't really a surprise, but what I thought I took away even more from it was the team dynamic and how my preferred method of working in a team has to balance out with other skill sets on a team or proclivities. So the argument inside of this test, and I won't go into all the details, is that there has to be... In most successful team instances, these four different archetypes to get things from idea or concept to completion. Those four archetypes happen to be creator, advancer, refiner, and executor. And there's a fifth kind that's called a flexor too, but we don't have to get into that. It's, it's exactly what it sounds like. That person can flex to either of those four archetypes. Shockingly, I am a creator, so I am the ideas gal. I can sit around all day and come up with ideas, which is great, especially if you're trying something for the first time or you want to improve something. The challenge then becomes you need to have a balance on your team of those who are going to take action on those ideas, refine the ideas, and then finally execute the ideas. I am heavily a creator and somewhat of an advancer as well, but I need to find others on my team who are going to be refiners and executors or flexors, for example. It was really funny. In a room full of lawyers, there were tons of us who seemed to be creators as well, which I was pleasantly surprised by. And... Others who had other skills, the flexor was pretty rare too. So I think we're all kind of in our own little worlds when it comes to what we're good at. And of course, we can't as human beings fit into neatly to four boxes or five boxes. But I just thought it was a very interesting exercise. 
made me think about how I work in voluntary teams. So that was a really cool exercise. Again, it's called the Team Dimensions Profile. So you might want to check that out. It's published by Wiley. Also, we did a team exercise that I'm sure many of you have gone through before, but it was a lot of fun. There was a Lego exercise where there was a model that was produced. It was in another room by the moderator. And you could have one person as president go out and look at the model. The president then could relay how that model looks to the vice president The vice president could then relay it to the rest of the team by saying yes, no, or I don't know. And those were the only three responses they could give to any questions. So the teammates really had to come up with a strategy by which they were going to ask important questions. The vice president needed to clearly listen to the president. And then the president needed to do a very good job of clearly setting a picture and a tone for what it is that the object goal was. And the the goal of the whole exercise was to create the model exactly as it was out in the hall. I don't know that we could have done anything better with that exercise other than had the vice president and the president communicate a little bit more often and closer to the room where the rest of the team was. The moderator said that, you know, the best examples she may have seen in the past where all the groups collaborated together to create one model, which would have been an interesting exercise. We stayed in our three groups for the exercise. But it was just, a, I think, a way of getting teams to learn how to better communicate with each other. So, of course, if you've been in the Lego exercise before, it was interesting. If you haven't and you're forming a team, it might be a fun exercise for you to go through. The second day of the retreat, after the first day, kind of being self-reflective, looking at values, and we did do a values assessment as well. That one was kind of just a review for me because I had done values assessments. And you all know, if you listen to this podcast, I'm staunch about understanding your personal values and how those fit into everything else that you do, including your day job. So after the first day of self-reflection and teamwork, the second day we had, I called it the judiciary day because we had three different panels of judges in Indiana either at the Marion County, which is the Indianapolis level of Superior Court, and then we had a judge from the Appellate Court in Indiana as well. And they talked in kind of different groups. The first group really kind of focused on career development under the judiciary, how they view effective leadership as well within the judiciary. I thought that was interesting. I was a little, I can't, I can't lie. I was a little disheartened by kind of all three panels in the fact that a lot of them said, you know, if you really want to be a judge wherever, um, one of the first things you need to do is get on board with one of the two political parties and start volunteering. Now, as somebody that doesn't 100% identify with either political party right now. I really struggled with those comments because I just don't believe in either polarized political ideology at this point. So 
Judge is probably not in my future for that reason and so many more, but it was very, very valuable to hear, you know, what the judges thought was um, the attributes of an effective leader. Also, the other panels talked about kind of their challenges within the legal community. I know one of the judges was talking about family court and drug court and her points of view on how important it is to get MAT, for example, for those of us in pharmacy, to patients or the incarcerated who are addicted to drugs. And so that was kind of a note for me to think about our projects because another aspect of this year-long leadership program is we have to come up with projects to serve the community and present those back at the end of the year. That might be something that I can help out on in my nerdy little world of pharmacy and law. Also, the judicial career path was discussed and then the leadership responsibilities of judges. And they talked a little bit about conflicts of interest and finding your passions outside of the courtroom and how you can safely do that under the judicial code of conduct, which is a separate code of conduct from the professional responsibilities code of conduct that we all have as lawyers in the state of Indiana. That was a very action-packed couple of days of learning And then this all led into the Bench Bar program, which is an annual program that Indie Bar puts on for all its attorneys. And it kicked off that evening of the second night of our Bar Leadership Series program. So we got to mix it up with the other attorneys who were there. They had apparently record turnout, and I'm not surprised because I'm sure everyone just wanted to get back together and reconnect the whole theme was restarting or starting your engines. <laughs> so there you go. That's all I have for today. I just want you to think about, you know, maybe think about your own leadership style. And I definitely think this is something that we can all benefit for or from. This definitely tips more over into the education than maybe the entertainment side of the house here on the podcast. But I know a couple of pharmacists out there really wanted me to kind of talk about this leadership series over the course of the year. And I wanted to get something down before I forgot. The series is going to meet every other month throughout the year. So I will keep you posted throughout the year on what I learn about the series. I'm excited about it. Our next program is on Indianapolis and Indiana government. So there'll be more information there and the lawyers that are involved in government. If you have other aspects of the program that you'd like me to talk about or anything around leadership as well that you're interested in, feel free to send me a tweet. I'm always open to other content ideas here at the podcast. My Twitter handle is at Aaron L. Albert. Of course, you can hit me up on private message at LinkedIn over at Instagram. I'm Erin Albert over there. And yeah, I don't know, by the way, if you've been watching every Saturday morning, I put out a video now on LinkedIn, but it's very narrow focused. It's only talking about pharmacy law, pharmacy benefits and career development. But if you're not over at LinkedIn very often, you might want to check that out. It's a five-minute or less video talking about those three distinct areas of the universe. (laughs) So there you go. Everybody have a great week. I'm sure I'll be back soon. Take care.
Thanks for listening to another episode of The Edutainer. If you're a super fan, head on over to our Patreon page for The Edutainer and you get extra goodies just for being a super fan. Our Patreon page is called Behind the Counter, and on it we have an extra blog full of goodies just for our super fans. Also, join me on Clubhouse this year. I'm at Aaron Albert there as well as Instagram. Over at Twitter, I'm at Aaron L. Albert, and of course, you all know I love LinkedIn. So let's connect and let's have a great 2021 together. <laughs>